Sara Alchniibi is an artist, embodiment and empowerment guide, shamanic breathwork and therapeutic movement and dance practitioner. She is half Emirati and half English, and one of the first Emiratis supporting women's liberation and creativity around the world. Dedicating the past 15 years to studying and teaching art and healing arts across Europe, South and North America and Africa, Southeast Asia and the Middle East. Her offerings combine modern science, neurobiology and holistic healing with the ancient and powerful teachings of Tantra, Taoism and Shamanism. Sarah supports women to awaken their orgasmic nature through rites of passage initiations, sacred sexuality healing, and soul retrieval journeys, co-creating safe and transformative spaces for their free creative expression, self-discovery, and grounded integration. She continues to offer one-on-one coaching, group sessions, and retreats around the world. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to have you here for another episode of the Healer Hub podcast. Today with me is Sara Ajneibi, who is an artist, <laughs> an empowerment and embodiment guide. Hello, Sara. Hi. I'm so happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about, we met through the certification that we are both following with Leila Martin. I would love to know more about who you are and your background story. Hmm, who I am. So I am Sara, as you mentioned. I am half British and half Emirati. I was born in the UK and grew up in the UAE. I'm very much, uh, I would say I have this Middle Eastern roots, but I have the... um, Uh, also the very witchy, hard um, mysticism background from my mother lineage. I am an artist. I basically constantly create space for my free, authentic expression in many ways. I work with people around the topics of embodiment, empowerment, and uh, freedom of expression and freedom of creative expression as like similar to my own journey. And uh, I offer multiple practices such as uh, breathwork, shamanic breathwork, um, other breathwork modalities, uh, therapeutic movement, and also embodiment practices and Yeah, I am truly passionate about this work. It is truly my my life uh, calling. And I basically, uh, it is still very much unfolding. Like, I'm not so attached about this identity. It is constantly unfolding, constantly changing. And I am very honored and, 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 and humbled about this journey of self-liberation and self-discovery and uh, yeah authenticity Mm -hmm. I love that so you mentioned first your human journey (laughs) Um, I'm wondering about how it was for you growing up as um, half British half Emirati living in the Middle East and having this desire for Mm. (laughs) self-liberation it was an interesting journey 
I remember when I was very young, I remember imagining myself running away. <laughs> I'm not really, uh, this is my own personal journey. I'm not saying that it is horrible here. It is, it is good. It is also, there is space for women in different ways, but just, I felt, I felt that I always had this desire to be independent while the, the uh, Middle Eastern culture here do not offer that. What do you mean you be independent? You have to follow a group of people. You have to follow, uh, yeah, the culture and traditions. Like it doesn't, doesn't work like that. So that's why I was like always dreamt of traveling because also me uh, reaching this point in my life of being able to travel around, being able to create and just do whatever I want. That is a lot of it does not confirm to what is acceptable, what is okay in the culture. So I really came a long way. So I, my dreams when I was younger is to just travel around, to be free, to, to not necessarily consider everyone because that's how uh, we carry our whole family, whole, whole, whole lineage, whole country reputation on our shoulders as Arab women. So, so it's like, it, it's a heavy weight to carry. So slowly, slowly, it's like really also respecting. And I found myself, the more I am uh, stepping out and, and looking at it from a different perspective, from like an, a broader perspective, I am I'm having so so much reverence and so much respect to the culture. I'm understanding from my own perspective and I'm observing it and applying it into my life from this very rooted um, place, not just following what I have to do. So um, I feel, yeah, I feel it was challenging to be to grow up uh, here and beautiful in so many ways because I could see I have so much, um, uh, I would say, values and uh, community values, uh, family values, uh, a lot of um, a lot of also connection with nature, a lot of faith. There's so much faith here. So a lot of like support. I I really grew up with like women has to be supported. Like there's no way I go out and carry heavy bags without men offering to carry it for me. So traveling also around is like, ah, the world is different. It's not I'm not like this queen princess or whatever. So yeah, there is so much that I got, but. Uh, but it was also challenging to find my own voice. Yeah, and thank you for sharing that so vulnerably. Um, I think my question was coming from the space where also the the people who are not familiar with the Middle East, and it's, it's difficult, even if you are traveling or living in the Middle East, you will never be able to fully understand the culture. Um, and I'm grateful because your story is 
actually everybody's story, right? It's the, it's the heroine's journey of understanding where you came from and what you've been giving, given as conditioning and stories, and then finding your own path to freedom, right? And it had the shape that it had for you because you're coming from two different, like really merging two different cultures. And then for other people, it just means understanding um, maybe the the stories and expectations that their family, their parents, their society placed on them and finding their freedom by emerging from, from there or like, deconstructing that mm. yeah and i love that you brought faith into into discussion because it is indeed um like being familiar with with the middle east it is indeed a space where i felt that i am being reminded even by hearing and being exposed to it today done <laughs> like five times per day um yes. you you just get that reminder of yes you are surrounded by god and or goddess or whatever you want to call it and it's everywhere and it's working through you and it's creating through you so yeah yes yes that faith aspect and also being being supported so there is a funny uh funny thing that when i travel i always find support i always people because I'm super open for it, because that's how I grew up. And everyone's like, there is one, uh, someone who was with a friend of mine who's also Middle Eastern. It's like, you Arab woman, you know how to, you, everything is just set for you. Everything is just done for you. And I'm, and I'm like, it's, I think we don't carry that, uh, scarcity or like limiting belief that the world is not going to provide. And there, and there are no people who will help us and that we have to do everything alone. So that's the beauty of, I feel, what I carried from my culture. It's like I'm always, I'm always supported. There is always family who will love me. There is always um, support wherever I go. Um, there, like, yeah, because it's a very generous culture. So I come from that, like, I would say, abundant believe so i find it wherever i go yeah and it's it's really it's really beautiful that you mentioned that because i can i can see that um and it when for you this is your natural of course you recognize it and you manifest it everywhere it's just that it's not really manifesting or that you have like a secret mysterious way of being yeah. an arab woman it's just that for you it's your normal right whereas exactly people who grew up with the idea that oh I'm alone and I have to make it on my own then that's what <laughs> that's what they are gonna reap in the uh in their human experience yes Absolutely. yeah so you mentioned also your mom's side and the what you called it the witchy side and it's very interesting because I feel in the Middle East so much femininity and like so much mother energy and of course witch is such a like a heavily charged word right but I feel yeah. that nowhere else in the world is there more witchiness than here just because this fluid feminine True. beautiful energy is ever present. So I'm wondering how do you associate the witchiness with your mom's side, which is the British side? Mm. Uh, I have to say that when I say that word, I was like, oops. <laughs> I was like, 
oh, maybe I shouldn't have. And I kind of paused when I said it. But yeah, my intention for this chat is to show up fully. So I am showing up fully. My, uh, the reason why I connected that with my mother is like almost like the, the, to me, it's the, it's the Celtic background. It's the, um, and also I see it in my mother. Like she is very sensitive. She is, it's just, she lacked the guidance and the tools, but I can totally see her very intuitive, very, uh, very sensitive. And she's also an artist. So I would say like my artist side coming also from my mother's side. My grandmother isn't, she's a painter. Same thing. You know, artists are very sensitive. So that is, that is the, the main quality of a witch. I feel being super sensitive. So um, that is, that is where I, I get it. And also, in my journey of reclaiming who I am, in knowing who I am, I I remember when I was going in retreats and healing myself and just, I was like, now my mother wound is going to show up because my mother left when I was two and a half years old. So I have um, abandonment wound. So I was like, okay, my mother wound will show up. And it didn't. So for many years, my father would show up. And I would just heal my father, which is more the control, the expectations and stuff. And it was very interesting that at that, that journey, the theme of that journey is empowerment, is really stepping into my power, is like boundaries, is sovereignty. Like that was the theme of that journey. And then when the mother showed up, like when I was like healing the mother wound, it's it's more of the love, the nurturance, um, and and also the the more the more I am in the I would say both there is the love, but more the nurturance is the with the mother, the way I take care of myself, the way I eat, the way I um, relate to others and and love love um, love others. And also there is this huge reclamation because I didn't, I didn't grow up in the UK. I don't know my ancestry there. So last summer, I remember going to the UK and going to Glastonbury and just having like a journey there. And it was a huge reclamation and it was, it was, um, really the knowing that I come from this lineage that made me step into it more made me uh step into my power in a more mystical way rather than rather than like the day-to-day uh you know in uh, stepping into my power which was more of like my father uh journey the 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 father so um, yeah i don't know if that answers your question (laughs) yeah it it makes it makes so much sense and thank you for being so vulnerable and speaking about your abandonment abandonment uh, wound and some so many people can relate with that because for you it was practical like physically your mom was no longer there but some of us we had our parents with us and still we felt that they were not fully present so I think it speaks uh, for other people and then this dichotomy of the family the family and the masculine the father and the mother and reclaiming aspects of yourself by <laughs> I, I see it as 
giving them back what was theirs and what they yeah. offered you. And then you, like everybody actually choosing which parts stay and which parts are still coherent to who you are and which parts were fully theirs and they served for a little while and then they have to go back to the mother or the father um yeah and such a beautiful journey of visiting the local like the physical spaces for you to reclaim aspects of your mystical intuition and when you're talking about your mother and your grandmother and the artist i was thinking well this is why the support comes for you so easily because you are so open also for that and that's how life flows through flows through us when we are extremely open and that's how creativity flows through us when we are extremely open i want to add to the um, the also the my father's side which is the arab side and how you're saying it's it's it has that uh, feminine aspect which is super true and And I feel that it is more of the rituals that I grew up with, you know, women coming together and like celebrating together the, the, um, when women gives birth, all the feminine support, like all the rituals that I grew up with, it is very much that which archetype, right? The, the one that is in community, the one is, is of service. But I feel like I only was able to see it when it came from an empowered place, a centered place, because I know that many giving off themselves to serve uh, in these uh, communities and culture, there's no way we can say no. So that's, that's when, where the boundary comes and, and really knowing when I am uh, of service and when I'm giving of myself. And Yeah, so it, it, it comes from both culturally, historically, also metaphysically, <laughs> in, in all aspects. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking because there was something pending in my mind that I couldn't find it. And thank you for bringing it back. It's the rec reclamation or the redefinition of the witch, right? That has so, I, I come from a Christian background. So, <laughs> for us which is like home you know like it eats home if somebody calls you a witch it's like <laughs> but yeah for, yeah it's a it's very a, bad one yes and and and, and i grew up with with a grand with both my grandmothers and my mom who are doing all sorts of rituals to call in the the rain or to give grace for the crops and they it was ingrained in them it was who they were and now i can look back and i can say yes these were rituals right and i i believe that we come from a long lineage of witches like my grandparents um, my mom's side they have they had uh, reddish hair and like you know the the complete witch archetype and my mom is like no no way like we are christians you know <laughs> like jesus christ superstar and it's interesting because it's just the word it is only a word and it has so much connotation that the soul word creates so much resonance and because growing up they didn't really put emphasis on on this word they put emphasis on other words that were a no-no in our household so i didn't grow up with like the belief that being a witch is something terrible and i always like watch the cartoons and no like it was it was Continued positively. So for me, when I hear anything about witch, witchcraft, witchiness, I'm like, home, yes, like healing, <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So what does healing mean to you? Healing. Healing, uh, what, the words that's coming to me is shedding. Mm. And yeah, so unlearning, shedding, letting go with ease and grace and love, um, holding, holding myself with unconditional love um, along the process. And it is truly, as cliche as this sounds, it is truly just goes back to how much do you love yourself? And, and that is, that is my healing journey. How much do I love myself when I make a mistake? How much do I love myself when I, um, when I see that I was operating in, like, for so long in a disempowered place? I was giving my power away. I was doing things really, uh, or maybe I was the the evil, the villain, the one who did something wrong. And just how much do I lo- can I love myself through this? And that is the only way I can heal and shift and make different choices. And yeah, and and choose differently every time. Like healing is really the 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 power of making different choices and choosing differently along the way and holding myself with so much love and um yeah yeah this this idea of tantra right of loving all your aspects and i think that for for me when i'm hearing you speaking about healing it's exactly this when you when you get to that space where what you used to consider as the less desirable aspect of you the villain the mean the greedy the whatever becomes just another aspect that is equally lovable because it exists and it's a part of who you are. And I'm wondering how does your journey to self-love relate to the modalities and uh, your perspective on healing also relates to the modalities that you are bringing about um, in the sessions, in the in the work that you are doing with your clients? Mm. Uh... Yeah, as I said, it's really everything is about self-love and it, it really plays a role into if you want to tap into what your heart desires in terms of your career and in terms of how, how you want to show up in the world. It also ties strongly when it comes to if you want to magnetize your your partner, uh, your future partner or like it comes from that place it also comes like from that like the self-love is the anchor when when you are a mother when you want to cultivate a community when you want to be in relationship and a stable loving sustainable relationship uh yeah so it is truly the the base and it is the anchor that um that is like kind of everyone goes back to to be able to cultivate the life that they desire in in all aspects yeah that's what's coming up for me i couldn't think of uh, uh like an actual tangible example mm. <laughs> 
but then again i i feel that you know the people who are listening to this and who recognize the kind of work that goes through like any healing modalities this speaks to them um mm. and this is i think something quite difficult in the kind of work that we are doing because people want to know like what are the exact benefits of doing breath work and of course you can explain that but then it's such a particular journey and it's so mm-hmm. uh, like personal to everybody that even when you when you when you mention self-love I remember when I first started on this journey of self-love, it was more about, oh, having a massage, um, getting my nails done. It was like a very, um, how to say, like front face kind of a thing, right? Because there are layers and layers. And then you understand that there is something much deeper. And you, you mentioned that when you are able to really be with the whole of you and, um, to really love back into integrate those aspects and to in some sorts like I don't like the you know the trend word like reparenting but it is actually mm-hmm. that you know like that little aspect that little tender aspect that used to believe that she was a villain just because she was attracted to something mm-hmm. that were not in alignment with the expectations of her culture or her family and then looking at that at that beautiful tender soft <laughs> part and telling her that it's so beautiful that she's curious and she she's not only curious she actually took the steps of in exploring further what she was drawn to mm-hmm. that's extremely courageous yeah. yeah yeah and also i feel self-love is about it's as you said that self-care and massage and stuff is like almost like the first step and the slowing down and the the surface but then it is really having, having to uh, take like taking the steps to having these very difficult conversations with the ones you love the most. For example, that is self love. Uh, drawing the line, knowing when like the the because I had back to my culture, there is what do you mean boundaries with family? That does not even exist. So that is like makes you the ultimate villain, right? So, so just how to navigate that while really having respect and, and communicate. I've been calling in loving and clear boundaries. I used to call in strong and clear boundaries. And I was like, no, I don't want strong. I want loving and clear boundaries. I want to communicate my boundaries in a very loving way. So, it doesn't make it less difficult, but this is this is also self-love. It's just how to put yourself first while also considering uh, the people you love the most around you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that because I think that sometimes when I have conversations with, I, I did this journey when I was a little bit younger, so it became so much easier for me. And I remember several weeks ago, <laughs> I was at a I dance and I was at a salsa event. And one of my friends told me, you know, I remember one evening you came back to the table because this guy asked you to dance and you said no. And you came back to the table and you sat down and you said, I am choosing to be unapologetically me. <laughs> and she said, every time that I struggle with boundaries, I remember you saying that. And she 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 comes from Tunisia, so it's also she has a cultural aspect that it makes it 
quite challenging for her to say to say no. And what I would also like to bring is uh, into discussion is the fact that it's not only a matter of self-love. And I know that for the people who are receiving our loving and clear boundaries, for them, it doesn't look at all like love. But to me, it is love. Because then you allow those people to see you fully in who you are and what you desire from that connection too. Whereas most people feel that it's better to just keep the the appearances and just go along with as much as you can. There are certain things that you wouldn't be, you know, and then you really have to have a discussion. But I feel that it's coming from a space of, I don't love this person enough to allow them to see how I actually feel about what they're bringing to the table or about our connection. Yeah. Yeah. You reminded me of a friend told me once, you make it so easy to love you. The more you share your boundaries and your preferences and what you'd like. Also, I don't only share what I don't like. I share also what I like. So it's like you make it super easy to love you because I'm basically showing them how who I am. It's like, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. And it makes it easier to eliminate those people who cannot be with who I am and makes it easier for those who want to show up and not... Because there is this something about women that we're just too scared to share our preferences and it makes it hard for, for the people around us to navigate so there is something that we didn't like, we just internalize it. Or if there is something that we um, we feel that we want, or it's like, no, she should know, she's my best friend, I shouldn't tell her that I want this. You know, like these kind of, we need, this needs to die, all of this. And we need to be able to communicate heart to heart and say, when you did this, I didn't like it. Or please do more of this. Oh, and express love more. I felt like the more I communicate, the more I express love more. Oh my God, I love when you're, when you send me messages. I really love it. You know, just sharing my heart and sharing how I feel about every move and makes it easier for other people to love us and for us to receive. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that because I think that also in, heterosexual relationships i i don't know because i i come from the cisgender perspective right but it was such a pivotal moment um with my ex-partner i used to express because he would do the things that were natural for me but because i had been deprived all my life from basically pretty much everybody in my life mm. of that i would tell him like oh, you just opened the door for me this is amazing <laughs> it was like I just opened the door and I was like, yes, you just opened the door, you know? And it was so beautiful to also experience how he was receiving that, right? Because like, this is amazing. I just have to be who I am and this is great for you. And I was like, exactly, you know, it was such a like powerful thing to to see for, for both of us, how being celebrated and celebrating and also saying, hey, like this could have been this way and I would have received it better if it was this way. And it was, yeah, it was so powerful. And people are like, but where is the mystery? You know, like, shouldn't they? I'm like, no, I love this. Like, this is what mystery looks like. <laughs> yes, yes. And I just heard, I, I saw somewhere on, on Instagram, a man saying, um, when a woman 
really receives uh, because the man gives, right? Mm. That, that's how the man operates. He gives. So when the woman doesn't appreciate, doesn't say those words, it's like, oh my God, you did this and receive it in that way. And like in, in, in a, instead of saying, oh, you could have just, you could have just opened the door that way or whatever, you know, it, it kind of makes the man, cause the man is very sensitive also. And he's giving, so he shrinks yeah. and he doesn't want to give anymore. So it, it, it makes that dance, that mystery dies. Yeah. Right? It's just because he opens when you receive and you open when you receive. And it, it makes a very, very beautiful, a very beautiful mystical dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned shamanic uh, breath work and then you do some therapeutic um, movement. I'm wondering how do they actually look? So like what is shamanic breath work? Mm. Uh, shamanic breath work is like a ceremony and it goes through a musical journey of the seven chakras uh, and is the, the the breath is um a circular breath however it looks like a dynamic or soft or just like a, a circular circular breath throughout the hour and and that helps our defense mechanism our prefrontal cortex to to just calm down and we're not so connected to the 10% rational mind and we have access to deeper layers of the of the of the brain, which is the emotional brain, the primal brain. So um, it, it, it is really a powerful space to release, to um, also ha- because the breath uh, um, increases the MT because with 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 that with more oxygen in the body. So also many have like journeys and, and, and they go into trance and they, and they just um, connect with the other worlds and other realms and, and some really, um, feel for the first time or allow themselves to feel without really their brain saying, why are you crying? You shouldn't be crying or you should be happy the whole time or whatever. So. Uh, and then after that, it closes with a processing and integration, which to me is very, very important to kind of how can we bring what was in the journey to implement it in your daily life. So, um, and, and it, shamanic breathwork really, I mean, any type of breathwork, but really shamanic breathwork um, transforms your life because it can address deep uh, things that are stored in the body that usually energetically and physically stops us from um, living the life we we desire. If we if we carry anger for many years that is unresolved, that is not unprocessed, unexpressed, then we're gonna move into our lives just carrying that anger, and we're gonna manifest things that that you know. Uh, activates that anger or confirms that anger. But these spaces are safe spaces for um, freedom of expression, just expressing that and and not and and feeling lighter and lighter and lighter the more you do it. 
and um, you asked about therapeutic movement. That has been truly my journey of of really liberating myself and coming coming into my body and releasing in different ways. So it is it is just we live we live. I'm talking about myself. Like I lived for so many years outside of myself, being physically abused for many 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 years. And also not living in a, in a safe environment for me to express and just so detached from who I am growing up made me not really in my body. So, so moving my body, taking deep breaths slowly or in any, any pace to me is, um, is a, is a powerful tool to land in the body. And, um, and it can be guided in different ways, uh, like connecting with the elements, like moving like water, moving like earth, being held by earth and, and then, uh, like fire, being fiery and just connecting with the elements in the body and like air. And, and there is one dance which is, which is more of a flow, um, uh, that is, more connecting with our sensual self that is being oppressed and really because when you're sensual and when you're like really in that receptive feminine state you open and you relax and you surrender so that is the the other the other form uh that i guide which to me is i had i had many years of starting my day with that movement and it just transformed my life yeah, <laughs> I love movement and I love dancing. And thank you for for also sharing that uh, vulnerable aspect of having been physically abused for years because trauma just gets stored in the fascia and in, in the muscles in the body. So when you start moving the body, then it's as if it breathes in the aspects that were deprived of oxygen. <sighs> yeah. What is your biggest life dream at this moment? Uh, <laughs> oh, I have so many dreams and I allow myself to dream. And I have really gigantic dreams that my brain is like, really? <laughs> I'm like, really? Is that going to happen? But I trust and um, my dream is to be fully and completely free in my body and in my environment and and be and live life fully you know be fully alive in my body and experience love and experience joy and allow create space for them um that is like really for myself and by me stepping into that inviting others to be in that be in that grounded place be in that like really cultivating safety um for who they are because there isn't that much of safe spaces in the world for us to just be for us to just express and be free 
So I really, uh, I really pray. This is like my, my dream, uh, to have, to create more and more and more free and safe spaces for, um, absolute freedom and creativity and just the things that nourishes our soul, nourishes our body, nourishes our mind. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's what's coming up right now. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is. Like, uh, I don't know if you know this Mama Gina, I yeah. think Gina does in her. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, yeah, it comes from an ancient old cultures. I don't know the story, but yeah. yeah. What motivates you to do the kind of work that you do in the world? Uh, what motivates me? What motivates me is when, when I see other people come to, to themselves, other women really find uh, their way to their hearts and just uh, feel liberated. So that, that is one form of motivation. Another motivation is that because I have big dreams for myself, just feeling that, oh, I dreamt of this years ago and I'm now living it. You know, like this really motivates me. And, and then I, and then I feel like everyone can do it. If I am doing it, everyone can do it. So just me by being me, um, inspires others and, and them also knowing where I'm coming from, my background really makes them see that I, yeah, it is possible. It is possible to create space of safety and 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 freedom. Uh, yeah, so that is that that what inspires me. Mm -hmm. And art, art, because that's that's the expression which is like really when I create something that I feel like oh, I came like really from the core of my being, or like from the core of my being in all realms. Yeah. Um, just that motivates me when I when I see that because it's also a dream come true. What is your go-to medium for art expression, artistic expression? You know, I started. I I would say I would say number one is dance, but because there is so much. Um, control there's so much expectation there's so much oppression and suppression when it comes to physical physical expression uh in the public space and in some of people coming from my background so i haven't yet expressed that publicly only in safe spaces only in my sessions only in my retreats only in you know Mm -hmm. uh in in safe spaces and in my own obviously space so that i would say uh my first form our medium the second one that is that is giving me so much space to create and share is writing um it's really it is the medium that makes me just i can't sometimes like it's like uh, i need to write and I write it and I share it and it, and it had offered me so much healing, 
so much, so much healing. So, um, and also it touched so many people in so many profound ways. And I've, um, I wrote, I wrote a chapter in my, uh, in my shamanic breathwork teacher book. She invited me to write a chapter in her book. And I have the desire to one day write my book and my, write my story. So um, this is definitely a medium that been with me. Also coming from two cultures and not really perfecting one language, like not perfecting Arabic and not perfecting English. In my opinion, it's, it's, it's a very, because, you know, like creating, it comes with a little bit of challenge and like a little bit of, you know, uh yeah creating space within that medium so um, so yeah this this has been the 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 other medium and also uh obviously i i because i studied art contemporary art and art therapy in spain um i practiced and i did uh other things so what was the theme at that time is installation art and i realized in sound art so I realized how I I love creating spaces. Uh, and I would just create sound and let people just sit and hear. So, and at that time I had no, I wasn't in this journey yet, but my soul was already creating spaces of contemplation or, or you know, kind of going in uh, the imaginative uh, part of themselves. Um, so now with the retreats I create, it is a continuation of creating spaces, artistic spaces, and, and it fulfills that part of me. It doesn't have to be in a gallery. It doesn't have to be in like, you know what I mean, like be acknowledged as, as, a, as a contemporary uh, artist in that way. Uh, what's important is to fulfill what's the definition of artists that I um, embody and yeah so creating the program and and really also uh, being in that creation not be attached uh, attached to an outcome and how is it going to look like like any artistic process in the retreat and then and then just let it go when it's done and like really touch people's Heart and touch people's lives in that process. So to me, this is this is also like my one of my really favorite uh, art expression. Mm. Yeah, you are mentioning your retreats. So I know that you have a retreat coming up. Um, can you tell us more about that? So uh, there are a couple of things coming up, but some are not ready to be shared. Uh, and I, I will definitely share them um, as soon as they're ready to be shared. But the one that is out is a retreat, a weekend retreat, three days retreat in Lebanon uh, to really immerse in nature and, and go into a journey with the elements that are within us and, and around us. And the space that is chosen in, in Lebanon, it's in the mountains and there is a river just a walk distance and it's really really beautiful it's re um it, it's it's a space to just unwind and connect and be in that space and heart-centered grounded space uh and then yeah and then other retreats are coming 
and this retreat is called Root Down, just in case anyone is is interested, and it's on my website. Um, other other sessions I will be uh, these are the not I'm not ready to kind of share necessarily, but many things to stay tuned uh, to in um, Ireland, in the UK, in South Africa, uh, probably Egypt, and and maybe Spain or somewhere in the Mediterranean. So still refining locking things down so for this year and we'll share them as soon as they're ready yeah yeah thank you so much sarah it was a real pleasure where can people find you online and stay in contact with you and what you are up to so my website is uh they can check my website because usually i post offerings there is sarahgenevi.com and um my Instagram and my Facebook. Instagram is Hawa Sara, is the name I'm I'm embodying recently. I've been sitting with for many many years, and it's just starting to come out. It's more almost like the the artist in me. Um, Hawa Sara underscore and um, Sara Genevi on Facebook also. Yeah, so all the links are gonna be in the in the footnotes of this episode. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Oh, it was such a joy to connect with you and just talk. I felt so uh, open and so so much myself, and and I I loved I loved this, and I really pray that people who are meant to receive this content for it to land in their in, in to them and for them to receive uh this and even like if it touches if it plants the seed in any way in anyone's heart and thank you so much for your service thank you so much for the work you're doing i can feel it i can feel that it's deeply deeply feminine i can feel that and deeply rooted and and many people need it. So thank you so much. Yeah. So and so it shall be. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate thank your openness. You. I know that it was an act of courage for you to show up and to show up so beautifully and boldly yourself. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. <laughs> the best way to support the Healer Hub podcast is to review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your people. Thank you so much. Deeply grateful for your support.